0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have stone. <laughs> Oh, this new crazy
1: mother! Welcome, friends, to episode one hundred and seventy-eight of Color of Magic or Magic and Gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of things that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers. I am your host, Dequan Watson, and for one hundred and seventy-eight episodes. Still got my main man. Sounds like he's doing all right down there. Brian Allen, how's it going,
0: dude? Yep, you're doing pretty good. Had a, you know, Can't complain too much.
1: Hey, man, I got to tell you, one of the things I don't miss is they, just the other day, have talking about like it's going to be a hailstorm and I had flashbacks and I was like, oh, wait, I remember where I live. We get like, Space ice cream for hell here. Like, yeah. it's,
0: it's not real. We, 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 we did have those. And thankfully, uh, we, we missed uh, any of the significant damage. So,
1: Man, people here think I'm just lying when I tell them. that Like, I have to go show them, like, pictures from the Internet yeah. of just, like, no, like, these things fall from the sky and, like, break windows and damage right. cars, right? Literally, I had to explain to them there are car lot sales after hailstorms. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, and the shady insurance contractor comes through every neighborhood. Hey, almost like speaking of cars, almost like car salesman. Hey, I can do this, this, and this. And...
1: Yep. Like that's real, man. They they know.
0: I, I I hope
1: if you don't live in a place where you have real hell, I hope you never have to deal with it. Cause man, it, it is scary. When you hear that stuff just like blasting up against your house or your roof, mm-hmm. like oh uh,
0: it's just not a not a happy sound. And you never know, you know, okay, is the local news shooting straight with me? Or are they going like, oh, my God, Hellstorm 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too, right? You, you always got to wonder how bad it's going to be. Because they, they know how good, you know, that, that, that nothing gooses local ratings like any kind of weather event. Again, that I guess provided it's a place where you have, you know, weather that does wild things. Yeah, that's true. I feel like every part of the country's got something. It may not oh, yeah, be yeah, so yeah. tornadoes or hurt, but everybody has something that happens. So.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm waiting because I now live in a place that earthquakes are a potential. So supposedly there's been like five since I've been here and I've not right. felt a one of them. So that's a little weird. But at some point, a volcano could blow up here in the Northwest. I was about to say, yeah, volcanoes or are... Now, me being me, I did try to pick a spot where I'm like, okay, we need a little higher elevation in case any of this goes down. Like, I don't want to... They have a thing, I think it's called, like, the Laharve zone. So, like, like the danger zone, if one of these goes off or whatever, make sure we're outside of that. Like... <laughs> like, And people are like, dude, you thought about this way too much. I'm just saying, dude, hey, I am i don't know when it's going to happen. It may never happen in my lifetime. It might happen in five years. You know, we, we for real don't know. I'm just trying to be prepared. But... Got to tell people about our show sponsor, Cardsphere.com. Great website to go and get some magic cards. Matter of fact, I just put a bunch of stuff on there I wanted just a couple days ago, actually. And before I even went to sleep, I already have a bunch on the way to me. I think I had four different people sending me cards right off my list just to finish off my Commander decks. It was literally that easy. And it was at the price I wanted to pay for all the cards. I don't think I paid more than like 80% for a few. I paid 70 75% of market for a couple of others. And people are happy to send them to you. It's a great, great system to check out. If you haven't been by, go over to Cardsphere.com and pay our people some love. Also, if you want to support the show, you can go over to Patreon.com slash Color Magic. And you can get a shout out just like Harrison Jones for being a supporter. Thank you so much. And you can buy some merch over at Color of mtg.com slash shop. And honestly, if you're one of the supporters over in the Discord, if you're not, you should be because we've had some fun conversations over there. But you should hop in and let us know what should we do for our next couple of tokens, because it's about that time. I need to go pick some artists, and I'm not sure what I want them to make tokens of yet, so y'all should let us know. But with that being said, let's hop into the soapbox. Now, you know what? I guess I should have had a different sound effect there for this week, because <laughs> it's not really a, uh, a grumble session. This is more of like a, a thank you session. Because we've kind of talked about how I got into content before on the show, but we started doing this podcast and I started streaming like about three, four months before I, about four months before I really dedicated to doing YouTube. And I really just kind of wanted to get in there, figure it out, do some stuff regularly so I could learn from it, put a bunch of content out there so I could figure it out. And then it sort of became this daily thing. Some, some therapeutic, some just out of necessity But once I really saw that, like, hey, I could make this a thing and be the record holder, I guess, among magic content creators for consecutive days of content or whatever, and kind of just did it. And then I passed CGB's mark, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep going. And before I knew it, it was three years. So March 4th, I believe it was, marked three years that i have been doing daily content on YouTube, which is insane to say out loud uh i will say this though probably wasn't healthy all the time so i don't (laughs) recommend it right and i and i say that genuinely like if you if you have bad physical health if you have questionable mental health issues or whatever do not do this like i'm kind of stubborn but i even i can recognize there were a couple of days where i pushed myself a bit to make it happen and I would not recommend other people do that. I mean, hell, I told people even in the video I put out, which I put out probably one of the more genuine heartfelt videos I had probably ever put up in the three years. But I even told people, like, man, I had pets die along the way, like on two different years, you know, back to back in there. Right. Like we, we moved, you know, I had to deal with family being in the crazy ice storm y'all had down there, you know. Uh, there there were people I was helping out because of Riot stuff and and things up here during that whole movement, right? All of that happened in the middle of me doing three years of content, which is crazy, but still found time to make it all work somehow. So yeah, that was wild. But yeah, if you want to see the video, I have it over on my YouTube channel. I talk about some some other things, but one of the things that was interesting is I don't think I hit all the goals I thought I should for doing the amount of content I did. And some of that, I think, is some of my own doing. Some of it is, you know, who people want to watch, being like other people, not being like other people, whatever. I think there's a lot of factors to it. But I think I still did significantly better than a lot of other people have in a three-year stretch. You know, we talk about it all the time where, you know, you run into people that are doing three, four, five years. And, you know, on YouTube, they can't get more than a couple hundred subscribers. Which is mind-blowing to me. I mean, I have a another channel where I'm kind of just goofing off review. Hell, I just did a review of the the Double Down the other day. That channel has 221 viewers or subscribers. That video I think has like 300 and some views, and I don't think I've posted more than 20 videos on that channel in like a year and a half. It Double Down is goaded, dog. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like, okay, okay, Then okay. Maybe this does become a little bit of a soapbox here because. People were trying to reach out to me like, oh, that's so bad for your heart. And there's so much salt and there's blah, blah. Like, why are all of a sudden like these are the same people that you go get chicken at churches, KFC, wherever. Like. You're going to eat three to four pieces of chicken in your sitting, right? How is that worse than eating two pieces on a double down? It's literally the same thing. Like people, but when you put it in a sandwich, all of a sudden people are like, ah, my heart, it's gonna be so bad. But if you tell them, like, oh, yeah, we're gonna go to this place and just get some fried chicken and whatever, and like, yeah, get me a a four piece and whatever down there, Popeye spicy with some red beans and rice, (laughs) right? Like, and Diet Coke. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) So I'm like, how is that different? If you're going to eat four or five pieces of chicken anyway, a double down is no worse. Matter of fact, I would argue that the double down might be slightly healthier than a regular chicken sandwich because it doesn't have the bread. So you're not getting all those extra carbs and other things. You know, I mean, bread tastes good, but it's mostly empty carbs. Like, we know that. Right? So I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, double down, still legit. If you want to see the video, that's on my other channel, Power Dragon Reviews. You should check it out. But I'm with you. Like, double down, I would eat another one. I heard, now somebody told me there was a, I don't remember what they called it, but basically like a double down hot dog, where it was the instead of a bun, it was like crispy chicken, and the hot I, dog was in the I middle. mean, I'd
0: probably try it at least once. That's
1: what I said. I'm like, that sounds dope. Like, I
0: think Taco Bell tried their version of like a, a chicken taco or chicken sandwich taco thing. I tried that actually. It was all right. It wasn't great though. It, it was just it was literally
1: all right. I would give it like a like a six maybe yeah of I mean, I don't
0: of taco Bell's chicken so i can imagine that being underwhelming
1: yeah that was exactly it it wasn't like a place known for chicken i feel like if kfc or popeyes or whatever wanted to do something like that it'd probably be way better but yeah it just you know there's still a lot of content to do we have a lot of ideas uh you know we're gonna talk about some stuff here on as a matter of fact i'm gonna go ahead and bring this up now so we can kind of put this out for everybody but For those of you who don't know, YouTube has been making a little bit of a push for podcasts. I think they still see the vision of the future, including a lot of podcasts, which I don't think they're wrong. And they've been gradually and subtly, like, making hints and putting stuff up and talking about plans for podcasts. And that got me thinking, like, again, if you remember, let us know in the Discord. If you're on Twitter, you know, hit up our Twitter account let us know. But if we did a video podcast, basically what we do now but you get to watch us and our silly faces while we make fun of each other or whatever while we talk, uh, would you be willing to watch that? We would still have the audio version available, so you'd still be able to get that wherever you get your podcast. Wouldn't be a problem. But I'm just wondering, how many people would be interested in watching that? And we'd put it up weekly. They'd go up at the same time live. But yeah, let us know, because I think that's uh, something we're really considering. But all that aside, let me just say thank you for giving me The pleasure of entertaining you for three years, because without viewers, listeners, supporters, Patreons, whatever, all this becomes way harder to do. So thank you for that. But anyway, I'm going to pass it over to you, Brian.
0: I I, I can't believe I need to get back on this soapbox a year later. But after so much I've seen on social media, I, I feel like I do. Don't hit comedians, folks. I don't care if you don't like your joke. I don't care who you who was offended by the joke. I need us to agree that no matter how bad the joke was, slapping people is not the way to go. Because <laughs> as uh, you may have heard, Chris Rock yeah, re- released his latest comic special on Netflix, where he you know finally did his uh, set that the world had been waiting for, talking about the slap. And I see somebody and. Many of these people, being black, tell me, "See, that's why he got slapped." Again, you're welcome to hate his or anybody else's jokes, but let us not normalize jumping on stage and slapping the crap out of somebody or threatening to slap the crap out of somebody because you didn't like the joke. You're welcome to fire off all the angry, you know, tweets and emails you want, but yeah, we. Some kind of way we got to get back to where we can disagree about something without being disagreeable about it. And I don't know. I don't don't know how to start, but I think one of the things is like, hey, let's, you know, in a time when America is full of just rampant violence, let's watch the rhetoric talking about threatening to hit shoot, you know, as, as uh, y'all know, as part of my uh, comedy acting career, I occasionally do those murder mysteries. And, of course, act one always, you know, you know, the whole purpose of act one is for everybody in the show to threaten the person that's going to be the eventual victim. And we just and that, that's what some of this feels like. They were like, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to kill him. And then lo and behold, at the end of act one, somebody ends up dead. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to be on social media saying you're going to hit or kill somebody and then, because America is America right now, actually have them turn up dead because, unfortunately, that's where we are right now.
1: I wish I could say you were wrong. You know, I'll say this for his latest set. Now, one, it's his right if he wants to go air all of his business out, like, whatever. Like, so I... Whether I like it or not, I disagree or not, like he got paid to go do it you know. <laughs> so he can do whatever he wants with his time. The one thing I will say, though, that he did say that stood out a little bit that that hit home a little bit is the and, and basically paraphrasing here. But he says the equivalent of one of the things his grandmama taught him was to not fight in front of white people. And I was like, man, that that's.
0: That rings uh, yeah, that, that struck a chord with I was so like, you many know black people in the audience. And but that's right. Because yeah. if that
1: had happened in private, if that had happened at a at a club after hours, right, if that had happened at a at a post show party, whatever, wouldn't have been near the deal that it was. Could have been it the just, exact same thing. Yeah. But just on that stage in front of those people, just wrong. Like you poor just knew Quest from- Love, you know,
0: got an Oscar after that and nobody was talking about it. Yep. People already forgotten about it, because all anybody was talking about was the slap. And then fast forward a year, and wow, look how many black actors probably should have gotten nominated for things that didn't. And if you think they still extremely Extremely white Oscar voting base. They're working on it. They're they are working on it, but to be sure, the Academy still is very uptight and and not not extremely diverse. So yeah, if you don't think it was thought about, it was talked about. Even if they didn't just you know, even nobody talked about it openly. Just there, all the time you hear leaks or people like, oh like well we're talking about Till. People tell me, well, you know, it was uncomfortable to watch. It's yeah, it's supposed to be. It's yeah, exactly. That's shit. the point. <laughs> it's not. It's not a musical. <laughs> you know what i It's just I don't know what, what to tell you if you. But yeah, because again, we see when the ballots, when it come, when things come out, you know, like who didn't know La La Land was gonna get nominated because Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood. If you give the, this multi-billion-dollar snake the opportunity to eat its own tail. It is absolutely going to do so. You'll never hear the year what yeah, we just didn't we, we just didn't watch that movie you made about making movies. It just wasn't interesting. That that's never a thing that happens. Yeah, also true. But the 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 movie about Emmett Till or you know the, the Woman King, the, the movie that had parts that might be uncomfortable for you to watch. Like The Woman King addresses slavery. Somehow, those are the movies that, oops, we just didn't get around to watch it, you know? But they were quick to nominate somebody for the help. Right.
1: (laughs) Classic white savior movie. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, I like I said, I, I don't have an issue with Chris Rock's set. Like, I didn't find it. It was more just like. A therapy session for him kind of like an angry rant getting
0: some it stuff was absolutely out. yeah th- this is designed to get to the will smith jokes that everybody's yeah. waiting for and for netflix to give him probably 30 or 40 million and I, i'm not mad at him in the same place i'd absolutely done the same thing that's what i'm saying like I, i'd get paid for it. if
1: you tell me i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna go out here and rant about this thing and you're like exactly that's what we want to hear okay yeah. cool sign on the dotted line i'll take my 10 mil or whatever
0: the wild thing is, you know, Will slapped him for what I think even Chris would admit was probably a terrible joke. A G.I. Yeah, Jane yeah, joke yeah. in 2022. That, yeah, it's just bad. Isn't yeah, that, not... no, a bunch of people didn't even know the reference. Exactly, because it's not like G.I. Jane was any kind of cultural touchstone. It's not <laughs> Star Wars. The majority of people did not see that movie, had Hell, no idea what the joke it was. It wasn't about. Star Wars. It
1: wasn't even Major Pain. What are you right? talking about? <laughs> like... It
0: wasn't Major Pain.
1: It wasn't. <laughs> but, like more, I know more people that have seen Major Pain oh, absolutely. than G.I. Jane. I'm, we're probably two of them. And G.I. Jane I was, is a much better movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've not, but I don't think I've seen it all the way through. I think I've seen it on cable from time to time, but I don't think I've watched the whole thing ever. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, you, you, we just can't
1: just lash out at people over stuff like that. You know, someone telling a joke.
0: You know, trying to earn a living, whatever. Like it's whatever. Just, just Just again, these are. Like I hope you don't think that I actually murder people because I do murder mysteries. By the same token, you can't. Well, because Chris Rock said something crazy about Jada on stage, we cannot. I don't think automatically jump to he hates Jada. Or he hates black women. Now, for now I don't believe for a second he didn't know she had alopecia because, again, he did a whole documentary called Good Hair. Well, he, they've, they've just,
1: also been close for a while yeah. in similar circles. So it, you'll just never
0: you'll he, never convince me he didn't know about that. But, yeah, he clearly has some beef with them going. I and mean, yet yeah, that's not, nothing about that is new. Celebrities beef with each other yep. all the time, but like he said, when when people of color do it, we often close the door. But the quote I've talked about, how you know, there are so many times where we had the right to be angry, but we knew we couldn't because mm-hmm. we were the black person in the space, and we knew that if if we got out of pocket, it'd be fifteen to twenty years before another black person got to sit in that same chair. Oh, dude, I I've had that happen. Man, I better word this just right. I've had
1: this happen even in gaming events. Hell, I've had it happen when streaming and doing other things where it's like, I know I could go off here and be justified. But I also know what that looks like if somebody wants to clip this or talk about it and put it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Right? So you you have to measure that. (laughs) Like, is it worth it? And Will Smith made a decision. He miscalculated because I don't think it was worth it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I think the real test will be who
0: is the first person
1: to put Will Smith in another movie?
0: Well, I think Bad Boys for what he's gonna do now is every sequel he's that he was refusing doing because he was on an Oscar winning award now. Bad Boys Four is back. I think it's four. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Bad Boys Four back in play. I am legend 2. He's gonna be yep. doing to see the the Men in Black <laughs> sequel that he probably didn't plan to do. That's probably gonna get greenlit. But, let, but let's at be real point. though,
1: like all these people talking trash about him, we're all gonna go see Bad Boys Four because <laughs> the last one was fun as hell.
0: I, I still haven't watch. seen the last one. All oh, the way dude, through.
1: it was totally worth it. I mean, obviously, it made good money, so a bunch of people it was, was, yeah. But like, yeah, totally, totally worth it. I I would watch those until both those dudes
0: are just old, decrepit, and quit. Yeah. Just eight a good pounds. We'll just go do a sequel to everything. This <laughs> yeah, is what the pounds. career track is I don't, is don't think we can now.
1: do eight pounds. I mean, spoiler alert, I don't think the dude made it out of seven pounds. So hey. I, don't I don't know if we could do eight pounds.
0: <laughs> you, you, there's always a way. Maybe it was all a dream, you know. That's it's, true. That's true. Or you could do it, like, without him. You, you could do... Uh, Maybe uh, I don't know. He, he could only produce that, or he there's there, there's ways. There's all. I ways. guess there's animated stuff too, where you can just lend yeah. Your there's all kind. Of. You can do something else in the seven pounds universe. There's all kinds of things like the I Am Legend. They're apparently not even using the ending that they used at the, at the end of the movie. They're using the which a lot of people think the much better ending where they tested and realized or Will Smith realizes he's the villain. Supposedly that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, but wasn't that how the, the story was anyway? Yeah, but that when they tested it, you know, this is when, before the slap, the audience reacted poorly to Will Smith not being the hero, so they trashed that ending. But I think it's probably like on DVD and stuff. It's well known that they filmed that ending and that yeah, they yeah, just that's up just, not using it. that's such a
1: weird thing to even care about somebody testing poorly, especially at the end, because you're like, well, one, you've already watched the movie, but two, like, that's how the story goes. So like,
0: but again, yeah. you know they—they're not. You know, most people didn't read the book, but they're going to watch the movie. Hollywood's so weird like that sometimes. That's you know, and, and sometimes it works. Like when they when they did um, dark Dark Knight is the Dark Knight Rises the one with Bane, when they did yeah. that one. The testing came back and they said we can't understand either one of them. So they reached out a bunch of footage and made yeah, Christian Bale sound the coolest. that movie had is it
1: had. St- fight scenes that look worse than 1980s wrestling. Also true. Like, that was, I don't know who, and honestly, like, generally when he directs movies, they get better stunt work than that, but that that was bad. Like the scene with them fighting, where he gets his back broken, or they're fighting with all the chains and whatever—that is the slowest moving fight I've seen between two people
0: in an action movie. Which is sad because in the comic book, it's such an iconic moment. You know, Bruce Wayne, consider yourself broken, and that yeah. panel just like, oh, they, oh, they said it. That,
1: oh. But that whole scene, like you've got like railings and you've got like chains hanging down and like all kinds of stuff that would make for cool action yeah. moments that you could. And it's just like you know they're punching and barely yep. sliding out the way and it's,
0: right. it's so
1: bad it's so bad like i even I even really with them to trying like to
0: it. sell the point you know that, that that batman's past his prime it's still just yeah because bane's not
1: at that point
0: right like why is he all slow and terrible <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right let's get to the other stuff it's that time of the week we get to talk about some interesting things that we learned one way or the other hopefully people find it interesting so what
0: do you got brian 2023 appears to be the year of the video game industry. It's like, okay, seriously, upgrade, <laughs> get get the new consoles now because we're hearing just seems like every week a new game that we thought was coming out on PlayStation Four and Xbox One. They're gonna no, no, we're totally not doing that. Get the new stuff. Uh, Gotham Knights, for example, they they originally had announced they were doing uh, doing the uh, last gen versions, and then as we got closer to launch, nope. That's actually not happening. We're not doing that. Good news is that, you know, I checked with GameStop before we went on. You can, if you want to buy a PlayStation 5, you actually now can walk into the store and purchase both a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. We're to that point, finally. But with that said, if you still don't feel like you're ready to do that, and you, because that's kind of what they do. They're not, I'm not going to tell you there's, there's, 20 games on either console that you just gotta play right now it's just hey especially in the case of microsoft the people that brought you windows we're just gonna stop updating (laughs) that last bit of technology come on over you know time to upgrade
1: but man what are we looking at like three years after the fact when those systems came out and they're they're still
0: 500 bucks or whatever yeah and i mean i guess it's but that's that's the standard so there yeah i guess so because they are essentially PCs, so they're probably not gonna get the or you can know, all you know get the Nintendo Switch, cause Nintendo just Nintendo worries about the games, not the hardware, and and, yeah. and yet even whatever their technical specs are, and they usually are on the lower end, but their games still always look incredible. So yeah, if you want to just get a switch and be done, nobody's gonna be mad at you.
1: Now I wonder, is that just because like you think the studios have seen the numbers? and just, I don't know, maybe dwindling sales on certain types of games or whatever on older consoles.
0: Yeah, plus, like you said, it's weird. We're, we're we're getting pretty far into this console generation, so they're just going, to hey, you know, the, the resource had to be dedicated to that, and yeah, if they're not seeing the money come back, just why why would you bother? You know, I also
1: wonder if, between the price of the console still staying high and knowing how much is downloadable, if this generation of consoles just doesn't last a lot longer. But I don't know. Cause I mean, I've heard nothing about, I, and you would know better than I would, but I haven't even heard or seen pictures or discussions about anything for next
0: gen yet. Yeah. And Sony basically like is kind of winning. So there's really no incentive for that. They have no incentive to push to the next one. Anyway, yeah. I think Xbox is probably in dead last. So if anybody were, were to be pushing it, it'd be Xbox. And even they haven't announced anything. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering if the plans are just this is just going to last longer because, especially with stuff being downloadable and they're making more of the games on console and PC. Which is kind of Microsoft's realm, anyway. Yeah, like they—I wouldn't imagine they'd have any urgency to have. To also, drive
0: Sony and Microsoft are both d- devoting so many resources to, you know, in Sony's case, trying to figure out how to block the Activision Blizzard purchase, and in Microsoft's case, trying to force the Activision Blizzard purchase through. So that's where so much of their focus is right now, because cool. that, especially for Microsoft, if they end up with Activision, that's that changes everything in terms of what games are coming out when, what brands they have, what their incentive is to, to do all sorts of things. Yeah, and I guess we've also seen, though, that
1: more games are starting to open up licenses to be on each console as well, too. Yeah,
0: that, 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 that's one of the best uh, stories going on. And apparently, Sony now is dropping the possibility that if this goes through, Microsoft might purposely make Call of Duty worse on Sony to make people buy it on Microsoft. And I don't know how you'd prove that they were doing that, because it's not yeah. like these games aren't glitchy to begin with. That's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, it would have to be obviously worse. The the next like, Call of Duty glitch will most certainly not be the first one, nor will it be the last. So no. I, I don't know how you'd prove they were saying
1: Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. Interesting theory, but... I mean,
0: ultimately... They I can't just, say Microsoft wouldn't do it, but I have no idea how you prove it.
1: Yeah, but I think they ultimately just make more money by having it available to more people. I can't imagine, like, how many people would for real be like, ah, I really want to play Call of Duty. I guess I have to go buy a,
0: an Xbox. I mean, not yeah. to, it's probably a small percentage, but that percentage is not zero. Sure.
1: Or you just people- have, like,
0: ten times or more that many people
1: that like, oh, I can play... Call of Duty on my my PlayStation. That's cool. Because
0: yeah. think about how many people where Call of Duty is the only thing they play.
1: Yeah, that is they, fair. That they is would fair. almost have
0: to. True, true. Because Call of Duty is like, like with Madden, you just if you don't play Call of Duty for let's say a week, you almost have to relearn it again. Or <laughs> it's it's a full time th- job in addition to your full time job. Or the question I would ask is, do you risk them also just?
1: pushing another game. Right. If some people go, ah, I like it, but I'm not going to go spend another four, five, six hundred $600. Like I heard this other game's still pretty good. And I like playing first person shooters. So maybe I scoop that.
0: Probably being like, this, as of right now, that game doesn't exist. It's certainly yeah, in resistance. <laughs> battlefield, <laughs> battlefield has been trying, but every year battlefield gets progressively worse instead of better battlefield. I think it was 20, or whatever is a garbage fire.
1: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Then that that would be the next thing is if if they started trending that way, it would be who picked up the slack. Yeah. But I found out something interesting. I decided I was going to ask people between my YouTube followers and my Twitch or uh, Twitter audience who uses more than just their little thirty second timer button on their microwave. Because I realized the other day that the microwave that came at their house. Like I've been in the house now two years, I have never hit a single other button on that microwave. I know I haven't. I have literally gone up. I will hit the thirty second anywhere between one and probably five times, and then that's how stuff gets warmed up in my microwave. <laughs> I I think if I yeah, because I because I don't really cook things in the microwave, so. I, I was trying to think, like, was there a time or maybe... A, like But even if I have to put it in for, like, four minutes, I just hit the 30-second thing eight times. Like, I don't think I've really decided to hit the... Now, I will say this. Most of the people are only using one to three buttons. Yeah. There's usually... Some people said the 30-second button and the popcorn button. And then there was a handful of people said they also use, like, the defrost button or whatever. And then, you know, there was, like, your little... One or two percent that well, you know, there's different levels of of power settings. If you're trying to cook this that I was like, Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs>
0: like yeah, I not doubt that it's all true. I've just yep. I've never done it.
1: And you know, some people said they I guess they're they have a potato setting. Some people have tried to use I, I saw
0: the potato setting and I like wow, I did what did these I, days?
1: I just take my potatoes in in the oven and it's been fine. So like I don't know. But yeah, the fact that most people are using one to three buttons on a microwave. Like, that just makes me think that the microwaves just need to be completely redesigned. Like, maybe you still need some levels for cooking or whatever. Like, some options. But mine has, like, the full button panel, timers. It's got two or three things on the bottom. It's got, like, I don't know, like, six different quick settings or whatever. Never going to use a one of them. I, I literally just look at the timer. And hell, I don't even think I have the actual clock set on my microwave. It's literally in permanent timer mode and 30-second button. <laughs> that's, that's how I operate it. Yeah. But I just found that amusing. Because I thought, am I the only one who doesn't really ever use the rest of it? No, it turns out a big chunk of my audience uses almost no buttons on their
0: microwave. Till you brought it up for today's podcast. I, I was aware other buttons existed, but I never read any of them. Oh, the best were some people showing me pictures
1: where the 30 second button is like the stuff around is all worn out. Yep. And the other ones are damn
0: near pristine. <laughs> right, not <Those are laughs> look like a brand new microwave, essentially. Yeah.
1: I'm like, man, I feel that so much. Like It's so crazy. And it's such a small thing, right? You don't even think about. But at one point, I was just staring at my microwave and going, I think I know how these other buttons work, but I've never attempted to use any of them. And I was like, I wonder how often that is for other people. Turns out that's most people who use a microwave. So go figure. But yeah, I just thought that was just a little silly, fun fact to share with people. But that being said, let's get into some very interesting news of the week. So uh, there's a character we will call him. Uh, Hmm. Well, he he has a brand. We will call it that because I guess (laughs) we will call it so-called. Yeah, it's it's a it's a brand, I guess, uh, called the quartering. And if you've ever heard anything about it in gaming spaces, particularly magic spaces, it's probably been stuff that's pretty negative. Uh, You know, attack against certain people in the magic community, bad-mouthing some people, accusations for different things.
0: And isn't he like physically banned from attending Wizards events?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, Part of that was, if I remember correctly, now I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure... He and or his community had directly threatened a Wizards of the Coast employee at one point. That'll get you banned. Yeah. So, by the way, it's also just terrible human behavior. Yeah, let's is- not do that. So that'd be I say that just to set the stage. Uh, for the most part, he's been largely disconnected from the magic community for sure from the few times i've kind of checked in and seen what's going on with different people seems like he's even gotten away from a lot of gaming stuff as a whole and became more very uh we'll say right wing focused definitely and part of that audience but randomly i don't i don't even know how the best way to word this without possibly getting some of our stuff censored so i'm going to have to be real careful here but uh he decided to call out A lot of people on his side of the aisle for being closeted gay, I guess, being homophobes publicly but not behind the scenes, for being habitual cheaters, you know, cheating on their spouses, and even being... I, I don't know the proper term for this. I don't even know how to say I'm trying not to offend people. Basically, saying that they have a problem with transgender people, but being very into transgender people. I think that's the nicest way I can and put that. Yeah. I don't want to use any derogatory language that they use. But you know what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. Right? So I would say, I guess, like, feti- fetishizing transgenders while... Probably while while, the, while publicly claiming it's a horrible lifestyle,
1: yeah, that's probably the best way to put that. Thank you. Like that, and is
0: and again, we we've this is nothing that we have. How many times have we seen the right wing Republican congressman that wants to to vote against everything, gay, transgender, or whatever you get caught being closeted? It's oh, not just that though. Like he's talking
1: about also their, their fake religious, you know, whatever, all these things we know about a lot of people, but he's like, nah, y'all, I got receipts. I, I was hanging out with these people. Like I've seen them at parties. I've done whatever, right? He's like retweeting things and sharing messages and like, I don't know what happened. All I'm saying is like, it's a weird time when you see people that you have, that, you know, have questionable character are infighting and calling each other out. I'm like, I don't know if this is oh, self serving yeah. Is this to be, I don't know, to make good on Pan's
0: transgressions? I don't know. But it's a wild time. Did he time. just get liquored up, liquored and or drugged up? Yeah, I don't decide know. Decided he was going to make like Seth Rollins and burn yeah. it all down? Maybe. I,
1: I don't know. Maybe a deal went bad or he was promised something. Or, I have no I have no backstory at
0: all to why this went I, down I don't know maybe his last few videos didn't do the numbers he was looking to do he like, hey I'll <laughs> I'll make myself relevant again I, I guess so and he called three or four people
1: out by name just straight up not even like making insinuations said no here's these people and then followed up with like oh no I got more <laughs> right, like people were trying to call his bluff he's like oh no that ain't it there's more he was talking about doing a live stream and talking about some
0: people like he's he's going scorched earth on some folks mm. so and again people don't you know don't don't b- bring people out of the closet if they're not out that's just a, a terrible behavior yeah
1: like i mean it's it's private business like now i will say this i can get the fact of if somebody's openly doing harm to a community now
0: yeah i i guess from from that but still i just feel that yeah. it's really oh no no aerob-
1: i'm with you if somebody isn't doing anything wrong and they're just keeping it to themselves and like yeah, yeah don't out somebody else's business like they may have a lot of reasons they don't want that public or whatever but in this case where it's people that he's saying outright have talked against these folks have possibly damaged these folks or whatever and you're trying to be one of them behind closed doors I think that type of hypocrisy needs to be called out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that.
1: Now that being said, I am not going to sit here in any way shape or form and say that we are supporting
0: him in any way and, uh, and we have not verified any of yeah. his claims. He, he could just be he could just be having a meltdown for all we know, but of course because he is a unfortunately very well-known person in the magic yep. community, we had to, you know, at least address it. I'm just mentioning it because
1: it's out there. You may see some stuff coming through social media soon or whatever, and wonder what's going on or what's the backstory that led to it. This is where it started. Because this it's, it's crazy town right now. And yeah. I don't say this. You know, we've gotten political before, but yeah. it's a weird time right now. And and I get it. I like when we talk about like the right Republicans being bad or whatever, like I do logically know that there are some people that are of that mindset, conservative, whatever, that actually are normal humans, right? So when I say all, I'm not saying literally 100%.
0: Yeah, because I remember growing up and most of the arguments I would have with my conservative friends were about the economy.
1: Sure, The proper
0: way, you know, how how much taxes somebody should pay. It's really been in the, it's a different Republican Party. I mean, when I grew up, none of my conservative friends believed in Jewish space lasers. Or would I saw they the, vote for anybody who did?
1: I the most legit thing that I'd seen where somebody, it, it was basically a meme that said, when somebody tells me they're Christian, I ask them if it's classic Jesus or Republican Jesus. Right. And, and dude, and I felt that way. Growing up in the South, even, like I have yeah. felt that way talking to people. So I get it. But the weird thing right now is, even when we're talking about, like, business people and, you know, gaming stuff. We're having discussions right now on, like, where you can even hold tournaments. Like, yeah. is it going to be okay to have a cosplay contest because oh, of it's different drag laws that are going down? It, it, like, it's
0: wild because, you know, just, I mean, the, the, the Jesus I grew up reading about, he was somebody that would be a friend to the outcasts and the down, downtrodden. Boy, be be a be an outcast now and walk into the modern <laughs> the modern church. Best of luck to you in so many cases. But dude, think about this. Uh, dark pack cosplay,
1: the person that did the the uh the Ashiot cosplay from Vegas. They could not do that cosplay in several states now. Right? Because of different drag laws or whatever. Right? Like that's becoming a
0: real concern for gaming Nerd communities, and for theater, because I guess at yeah, that point you, you couldn't do Hedwig in the Angry Inch or Ro- oh, a dude, Rocky horror picture stuff.
1: That's come up already because there's a, a bunch of Shakespearean stuff you can't do. Oh,
0: absolutely! Like, I mean, it was common for in Shakespeare for uh, men to play women's and you know and women's roles, and a lot of a lot of companies still do it that way because that's how it was done in Shakespeare's time. Yep, I mean, so like. All that t- Mrs.
1: Doubtfire stuff you can't do, right?
0: You and know it's a Broadway show now.
1: So. Yeah, there's a bunch. Of, there's a lot of those types of scenes and characters in a lot of different productions that people haven't even thought about.
0: Oh, absolutely! Broadway th- th- again. I said you can't miss Doubtfire. Rocky, just off the top of our head, <laughs> we we thought of five. Bro, there are places around there. the
1: country that I found out years ago that do Rocky Horror Picture Show reenactments like weekly. Yep. And you won't be able to do those anymore. Like, that's that's real. And the, And the crazy part to me is, I guess not crazy, because I guess this is the end result of, like, if people are being this extreme, is now seeing people on that side starting to go like, hey, this is getting to be too much. And there's a lot of infighting. So, unfortunately, I think that is going to spill over into our gaming spaces. I think it's going to spill over into our magic spaces. I mean, there was already people concerned when they put up Well, I guess what we're going to talk about here next, I'll just roll into it. But, you know, MagicCon Minneapolis, there were people going like, hey, do we know if there's there's bills? Do we know if local laws are going to be changed by then or whatever? And people already having concerns about it. Because, like, how awful would it be? You make a, you know, you work on this cosplay thing, you get plane tickets, you do all this stuff. And then, you know, three weeks out, you find out like, oh, this bill passed. If you wear that cosplay, like, they could potentially, like, and here's the real tough part is there are going to be people that when you're going from your hotel to the venue will not understand that that's a costume. You know what I mean? Like, there's even people that look and go like, oh, it's one of these people, this dude's wearing a dress or this woman's got a fake mustache or or whatever the case is, right? Like, that's going to be a thing for people. Because they're going to be so extreme.
0: How about you just let other people go to their event? And if they're not bothering you or anyone else.
1: Hey, did I, okay. Did I ever tell you the story? And this, this is just to describe how out of pocket people can get over this stuff. But I tell you about the incident where the lady went off on a dude in, in Starbucks uh, as a couple of years ago, but, and I don't go to Starbucks. I'm usually, if I stop at Starbucks, I'm usually getting something for family members or friends or whatever. But I happen to be going into Starbucks and just waiting in line, right? And this, I say older lady, she might have been mid 60s if I were just guessing. And she turns around, she does that thing where she looks back and then like double takes and then just starts going off on this dude. Like literally for no like the dude looks confused. He ain't said nothing to this lady as far as I can tell, right? And she's just giving him the riot act. And he's he's like, what? And she's going off about like gays and them taking over the area and blah, blah. And he's like, what? Like, I don't even know if this dude's gay. He just He's just confused, right? So the lady eventually just gets out of line and stomps off or whatever. And there's like four of us just going like, what is she even mad about? And it took a second. And I'm looking at the dude. And I just kind of start laughing. And he he looks at me kind of weird. And I point to his shirt. And he has a a retro Macintosh shirt. And if you remember those, it's the apple with the bite out of it, but it's in the rainbow pattern. (laughs) Because that's what Apple used to use. So she literally looked at things, saw a rainbow and just started going off on this dude. And I'm like, this is where we are, man. This is where we are now, which is just the saddest thing. But people can take stuff to those extremes. And that's why. There are concerns now for magic events and different things and why this all ties in. I know it is political, but like it does create problems. You know, when you're talking about can I go to an event safely, you know, are stores that are run by people of these different communities going to feel safe even being in their same state anymore. Right. What does that mean for their employees or even people coming to things that they're organizing? Right. All of that's going to get changed for people. So it's it's tough. Now, the good news is there was a lot of stuff that got changed and brought up for MagicCon Minneapolis for attendees, which is pretty sweet. The biggest one being that they have now made it, as they're calling it, Commander for All. So there will be no more, uh, whatever we were calling the command, commander space. I forgot what we even called it. Uh, command zone. Jesus. The command zone will no longer be a thing. So right, there will just be space. You can show up if you're looking for somebody to play commander with. As long as there is space available and there's not like a bunch of organized events or something, you're welcome to play there. If they do what they did in Philly, this is going to be kind of nice because one of the benefits was they had people going around with little signs for people wanting to play casual or competitive or whatever, and they were helping people kind of match up for games. And that was really nice. So I hope that continues because it really accelerated things. And I bet you there are a handful of people, more than a handful, lots of people, they probably got to play an extra game or two because they didn't have all that downtime looking for people to play. So that's actually kind of nice. So it's cool to see that added. They also added a lot of other benefits for other tickets since they're giving up the Command Zone tickets, obviously. They did add a bunch of giveaways for other specialized tickets if you buy them. There was, I think one of the benefits was early event access. So you get like 30 minutes before everybody else shows up. So that's pretty cool. Especially if you like we're trying to get something signed by an artist or you were trying to get to a vendor, maybe to sell some cards, but the lines were always too long the day before. That's actually a real benefit. I mean, that's one that like, I don't know how much it's worth to you. I didn't see what the individual ticket prices were, but that is a real one, especially even more. So if you have stuff scheduled throughout the day, you want to do and you're like, man, I can get there early and go get my business done. Like, heck yeah, I'll do that. Right. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, just lots of cool stuff. They just decided You know, they're making the focus a little bit different. Uh, They made a really big, what looks like, festival in a box that you can buy online. So if you can't make it to the show, that's a thing. They're doing more early promotion of the Pro Tour. So that's a thing. Like, this is one, even though it's still not far away, you know, as far as scheduling. But, because it's May 5th to the 7th. But they did open it up and say, like, hey, we're taking... uh, applications for their whatever whatever they called their uh they had a name for it i don't want to call it the wrong thing but the one they're giving grants for you know they're taking those applications oh yeah i know what you're talking about uh, new horizons i I, I think is what they called it like so that's thing and meeting some people who got those i think it's really done a lot of good work it allowed people who wouldn't otherwise be involved to get exposure to things. I have saw them meeting people, making connections. I've seen some on social media afterwards, now having a little bit more of a push than they would have had. So I think it's working. I think it's doing what it's intended to do. So that's really good. They've put a hard deadline on, hey, this is when we're taking submissions for creator badges. So that's a thing. So it's cool to be able to see that they're learning, right? Because for as much as Wizards has done events or whatever, this is really only the third true, what we'll call magic convention that they've done, right? Before, it's really been some type of tournament with some stuff attached to it. This is kind of the first, these have been the first time it's been the other way around. It's, okay, let's do a big thing with vendors and artists and cosplay stuff, and we'll have a a, a merch booth, and we'll do all this, and you know, and there will be a tournament, right? This is kind of the first time we've made that shift. So there's definitely been some learnings, but they're figuring it out, which is good. And they're listening to feedback. Now, I don't know if that's more Wizards or pop or a combination of two or whatever, but it's cool that they're at least moving in a positive direction. So we can at least say like, hey, if, if there's feedback, give it to them because they're, they're paying attention. For my money, what I'd like to still see added, which I think would be really nice, is especially since you're already giving creator badges for creators to be there. I think it would be one, somewhere on the site, say like, hey, here are all the creators that are going to be here. Right. So people at least know that somebody they're interested in is at least going to be in the vicinity. The other would be to get with those creators and give them a scheduled time to do like meet and greet, autograph signing, whatever it is. Right. And just do three or four at a time, maybe for like a 60 to 90, maybe a 90 minute chunk throughout the weekend. So if people do want to see their favorite creator, they don't have to hunt them around the building, follow them around on social media, you know, whatever it is. Just make it more of an interactive experience for those people because I, I know I had a couple of experience with people that were very touching and very important and there were other people that just missed me. Some that didn't know I was there. Some that did, but just didn't, you know, just didn't cross paths at the same time, or whatever. It would have been cool to just have a designated time, even if it's just for a picture with people or something or whatever. So, but maybe that's the next evolution, but this is actually pretty cool to uh, see those changes. But there is another thing that I think we need to talk about for the future. Brian, have you seen the prices on Commander Masters product yet? They, they seem like they're getting up there. Yeah, I, I think
0: I think you said that was probably gonna keep it a bit out of hand.
1: It's expensive, even more so than I thought it was gonna be. I've seen prices for the set boosters being north of four hundred dollars. And my first concern was like, okay, well, those are early pre-order prices. They're a couple months away. Like, they'll probably come down. From what I can tell through the grapevine with my retailers, that might be a real price. 350, 370 up to four hundred may not be uncommon to pay for a box. And I will say this: I've seen stuff now that those packs could have anywhere between two and I believe five rare plus so rares are mythics plus there's going to be different variations and stuff that haven't been announced yet i'm sure they're going to be something ridiculous but also i was thinking about it said okay let's say the average you get in a pack is three rares well three times 24 that's 72 that's more than two boxes regular booster boxes you know 36 packs and that's the low side, right? You're going to have some packs that hit four or five rares or mythics or whatever. Not counting special variants or anything else that always end up in the, in the set boosters. But more importantly, I, I'm now I could be wrong, but this is just me speculating. But knowing all the cards that are available in all the different commander sets, some of them are very expensive because they haven't been reprinted ever. So there is a large pool of stuff for them to include that would be worth money. And there's no other spot for them to reprint those and make them available to people outside of this type of product. Because I even jokingly, I think it was last year, even said like I don't even know when some of these will be reprinted unless we get a weird Commander Masters or something. And then we're getting a Commander Masters, right? So this is this might be the spot. So you're talking about cards that could be very expensive, only getting their second reprint in some case or first reprint their second printing in some cases, like, and you're going to be able to get two, three, four, five of those in a pack.
0: do do we get a cut from Wizards for all these predictions you're hitting or suggestions that they're taking? Um, I mean, I'm being real. Like, I had no clue
1: about it. Like, I I know I know people in the area. I know people. But, like, I 100% was just speculating, you know? So this is, like, part of me says, like, man, $400 is still just a lot of money for a booster box. But the other part of me says, like, well, as we get closer, depending on what's in there, $400 could end up being the low end. Like, they could be $450, $500. Which sounds crazy, but we've talked about it before. Like, there's other collectibles and things that have boxes that are literally $1,000. And that's the norm for them. So, like, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, we've talked about it with the Commander Advisory Group. It's just a weird feeling that, you know, the format that we are championing and everything else has this crazy expensive product. But I don't know, man. If stuff gets reprinted, it could be really nice. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I don't even know what the commander decks are going to go for yet. I, like, it, it's it's going to be... Man, I dare say that. I was going to say it's probably going to be the most expensive product of the year. But hell, we we who yeah, knows? This, I mean, we can... <laughs> we, we, we can't say that yet. I mean, we've seen packs that... What was it? The, the first... Of whatever the the master's product that had the vip packs or whatever that right. were a hundred dollars each so like i don't know we, can we still can't be even say thing. for certain
0: it's only the most expensive thing we're just trying to sell us well the when does the quarter end yeah exactly like it, in,
1: it won't be in march so we know we know okay, january so, yeah. february march we we got that for the first quarter so i think we'll clear that okay. but yeah i'm with you i i don't know
0: where this is going This this blows my mind i mean i you saw that more I started to say more casual, but Commander is supposed to be a casual format, right? Yeah, and, and that's the I mean, thing. Except for people, you know, that, that play it competitively, that's a whole different thing that admittedly I don't understand either. But you know And that's the thing, right? Like
1: it's weird because would some of these cards hold their value once they get reprinted? Possibly not. Because part of the reason they're valuable is because they were printed in, like, I don't know, Commander 2016, and they haven't seen a reprint in six years,
0: right? I, I, you know, my Commander deck, I start with one of the pre-cons, and then, you know, as cards come out, oh, okay, yeah, that goes in, And and then I put them in, and then, okay, over time, it becomes probably, at least, I'm sure, 40 or 50 different cards.
1: Yeah, but I'm looking and going, okay, well, if we reprint them, prices could come down. And then that would be good for commander players as well, anyway, because almost every commander deck has some number of cards that haven't been reprinted yet that are good for
0: somebody, right? So, it'd be kind yeah, of cool. even after I say all that, I guess if they were to do some kind of like, uh, some kind of Three Kingdoms themed, you know, I would that, that's the one i probably like to run, but I know the original Portal Three Kingdoms, a like god I don't even want to think about what that goes for now. So, yeah, yeah, hey.
1: those could get reprinted in there too, because there's no hey.
0: spot for those to go. I would absolutely grab some of those.
1: And then here's the other reality is, and again, this is me just like blue sky stuff here, but if Wizards already knew people are going to be resistant to a higher price, which I'm sure they they know that, and you're going to be reprinting some stuff that you know may potentially drop in value or whatever, and we've already been testing stuff like the the serialized cards and all this other stuff, we could be getting something crazy for Commander Master's. And, like, I don't know, like, let's say they take... I'm trying to think, okay, like, Teferi's Protection, because that's been reprinted a couple times, and it was originally a Commander card. So, like, you add it in again, because the card's still worth, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks. Probably still worth it for people to get. But it's been reprinted a couple times. But do they do, like, I don't know, random special artist sketch cards, or <laughs> some rare serialized whatever? Like, we we see people right now sharing the oil slick type cards, right, for for uh, Phyrexia all will be one. So that's already a thing that people are excited about. It's like, there's a bunch of crazy cool things we could do or treatments that might even go over better because the commander crowd tends to be the crowd that wants to personalize their deck, get the special versions of their favorite cards, you know, whatever. More so than just the competitive crowd. Like, "Eh, I kind of just want a four of so I can play with it. So I don't know. Like, I... I would hope, I'll at least say this, I don't know if it's coming or not, but I would hope for, for that high of a price, they at least put some thought into what's a cool subset variant, whatever we could do that would be exciting and rare, even if it's just like one per box or something or whatever, to get people excited to not feel as bad about the money they're spending and still get a valuable card in addition to whatever rares are opening. But I don't know. We'll see, man. Uh, We still got a while before we get more news on it. But it's something, I think, to keep on people's radar. Because while I think the $400 is a very high price, I'm not even sure if that's, like, an unfair price. It might be totally legit and could be worth a lot more than that, depending on the reprints and any type of special stuff they do. But that being said, let's start trying to wrap things up here. And I want to at least talk about an interesting or fun thought here in the dinner table because we're coming off talking about hey you know commander masters is expensive (laughs) but that kind of leads to what is the well i don't know i'm trying to okay brian i'll ask you this what is either the first expensive thing you remember buying for your gaming or hobby collecting stuff
0: and or maybe the most expensive thing you've bought I mean I I always buy the, the new video game console so I guess that's the, and the first one would have been first one that I paid for with my own money that I had worked for and saved up with my own little hands was, I think the Super Nintendo I believe.
1: Okay, that's fair. I don't I man, I definitely did not buy my first I'm trying to think. I don't even remember when I bought my first game system. Like with my own money, you know whatever. I it, it was after Super Nintendo for sure. I just don't know if if it went all the way to, like, the GameCube before I bought one with my own money, like, I don't I don't really know. Man, mine's weird because I don't think I have an item that stands out. But I do remember, like, hustling, trading a lot of comics and stuff to, like, be able to buy Nintendo games and whatnot. But I guess mine's weird because technically I bought a business. <laughs> like, yeah like that that was like uh a hell of a first purchase i don't right know there. like seventy thousand dollars or something that that ended up being yeah. invested in that so you know initially so i mean that's that's probably it um yeah that's it's probably something like that you know because otherwise i don't think i really spent a lot a lot of mine was like bartering or trading or whatever there was so much of that but it's because I had the benefit of just right place, right time owning some football cards, you know, owning some comic books or whatever. And then around my teenage years is when there was like that big boom in comics. Right. And a bunch of people were looking for older sports cards or whatever. And I just, because I was a pack rat, you know what little bit I had, I wanted to hold on to because they didn't have the money to have a bunch of different things. And fortunately some of the stuff I held on to when it's like, Oh, yeah, I have one of those. It's like, oh, that's a Herschel Walker rookie. It's worth like $50. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Well, I guess I can go get these other rare comic books I've been wanting to get. So, you know, I trade those out, get the comics. Yep. And then the comics boom. And it's like, oh, well, those comics I got for $50, they're worth like $200 now. That's cool. Well, maybe I could trade those. right? <laughs> and that's kind of been like the nature of my life. Because even when Magic came out, I was trading those to get some of the latest Magic cards or whatever. And then magic cards became valuable and, you know, those became their own thing. And how I use magic cards truly to pay for school. When I moved, you know, to help get my first car. Like, I mean, like, so, I mean, I could trace even things I have today all the way back to some early sports cards. I owned that. I just got at random. Some of them, I think I was even given to me, honestly. <clears throat> so me. I, it's kind of weird to say like, what was my big purchase? I was like, Mine was like a series of bartering that ultimately resulted in a purchase of me getting a business, I guess. Which is kind of crazy
0: you, until I thought you, you, about you're it. You're doing like some Skyrim type stuff. Okay, I'm gonna loot all these, uh <laughs> do all these transactions. Yeah, I mean it was a bunch, all of, this for this.
1: a bunch of side quests to let me buy like the big thing at the end, right? Yep. But it's weird till till we started talking right now. I I really hadn't thought about it. But yeah, I think it's genuinely just a series of bartering. I mean, I'm sure I bought something in the middle. Maybe some like fifty dollar card here or there or something or whatever. But nothing huge because so much of it was, you know, it was a, a cash and trade kind of a thing. You know, I even if the thing was two hundred bucks, I probably traded something that was like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars and then paid the difference.
0: You know. I think the biggest probably uh collectible thing I ever bought was I bought somebody's versus collection. That was probably about six, seven hundred bucks. Okay.
1: I mean, I bought that crazy magic collection I talked about last year. Yeah. You know, that ended up when we were all done was north of like somewhere between 13, 14k worth of value. And I and I paid like a tenth of that. So, you know, that's probably one of the bigger ones. But yeah, it, it's just I, I, it's one, it's why when people say like, there's no way to afford a lot of it, like there is, but you got to have, it's the savvy that comes with it, right? If you're already part of it, or you already know what things are worth, or you can project what things might be worth or whatever, it becomes more attainable and doable. But it's hard to do that when you don't know, when you're just coming into a space, even I, hell, even just content creation, you see people going like, what microphone should I buy? What camera should I get? Whatever. Right. And there's all
0: kinds of choices yeah it's it's wild to be certain.
1: yeah it, it's tough so I don't I don't blame people for seeing something going oh this is crazy expensive how do all you people do this or whatever you know it's doable but there's a lot of learnings to, to make that possible but yeah why don't you everybody can find you on social media Brian
0: alright I am uh, Brian Tonic on Twitter YouTube Instagram our family channel on YouTube is Alan's Ever After
1: And you can find me just about everywhere at PowerDragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. You'll be able to catch me at Orlando at Command Fest soon. I will be down at the Hunter Burt Memorial Open. And there will probably be some online arena tournaments if you want to play against me. But as always, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please remember to take care of yourselves and your families, and remember to be awesome, and most importantly, be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us at our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate Other patreon.com slash colorofmagic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you wanna follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at colorofmtg. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.